Welcome to Studio Talks, my name is James Swift. I'm Josh Malone and our guest today is... I am Tom Ashley of Salt the Snail and Infants. How are you guys? I'm alright, how are you? I'm very good, well, my coffee's getting me through. <laughs> Same. How are you doing in the lockdown? Um, what advice do you have for people? Um, I'm, I'm doing good now because I've just got a job, so been there like two weeks so that's just been like loads of stress off my head because before that I was just wallowing in a hole just like sitting in the room not doing anything I was playing for the occasional job and stuff and thank god mm. one came through but yeah not handling it the best like everyone else has some people have been really productive but if I was to say have, have, have any advice for anyone it'd probably just be productive that's that's the only thing I can really say that I've done is like I've gotten a few like creative endeavors out of the way like written a few salt snail songs with the guys over the internet and um and like put together like a little tv show that i'm working with with a couple of dudes on the label that's awesome Um, that's really awesome i think thing that gets me through is i was saying this today like i if you're in a really really tough time the the positives to look at it from it's gonna get better if you're at the bottom of the hill like you can only go up the hill it sounds like it's a couple of those corny sayings but it stands true to me like it makes sense like you start to, you're like you haven't got any money or like you haven't got your own place and you haven't got this job like so you're doing nothing all the time and then you know like one thing happens and then it's just like a domino effect and all the other things start to fall into place and like yeah. I, I speak from experience of like living my life like none of my life has fallen into place for me to get where I am now which mm. is not very far like I'm not very career minded so I'm, I'm the jobs I have always go for are always bar jobs and stuff like that uh, the end in like you know like five six in the morning hence why I'm struggling to function at the moment <laughs> how did you get involved in the studio um so I think it was back in 2009 I could, could get the year wrong but I was in a band called Airplane Flies High and a band of my mate Liam called Springbok and it opened up after like a five year hiatus and um, before that where it had already been open mm. five years I think um and it was, uh, so the Jackie opened it up, Steve was there, um, Tank was there, um, I'm trying to remember the other faces, like Pete Muldoon, a couple of those guys, and I think we got asked to perform in one of the rooms, room four, mm. um, just as like a big opening day where they were just like letting everyone come in and do it, so I think Steve must have asked Jack from that band uh, if we wanted to come down and play, and just like make noise all day long while people like poke their heads in basically yeah yeah um, and it just went from there like we just, we just realized it was a really good place to practice then realized it was a really place a really good place to put on gigs and i think when i turned 18 tank because uh, they'd just know me for that long tank just said do you want a job behind the bar um and as i said yeah, yeah that sounds like fun so I did ended up doing like events behind the bar for like a couple of years. What inspired you to pursue music? It was a very uh, poignant insult that my mum gave me, and she, uh, rightly so, because um, my brother Ashley, he he's he's a really prolific musician. Like he's you know with piano, he knows cello, he can play flute, a guitar. Like he can just play everything. And he because uh, he's he's a you know, musical director, so he's he's sort of composes music and he stand at the front like waving the baton, he's the conductor and stuff. I think he's four years older than me. So when we were kids and he'd been playing piano for a few years, I was just making fun of him for playing piano. Because mm. it's like, mm, like, just, that's, you know, that's stupid. And like, just just teasing him. Um, and 
it was getting on his nerves and my mum turned around to me and she said tom will you shut up you can't play a cd and i was like <laughs> oh okay. like yeah i can't I don't, I don't really do anything <laughs> so that's uh apart from my dad buying me a, an acoustic guitar to follow in his uh footsteps and and do a bit of that um i just decided to tip a drums box at like a rock school in i think it was Holton College. So then I just started learning drums that way because I didn't want to play guitar or anything. And because I thought like I'd probably have a little bit more of a personality if I did something instead of just mm. making fun of other people for what they do. I, I do think it's a brother's job to do those types of things where it's for no reason criticised if what they do. I do it with both my brothers either side. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of your job, isn't it? To be like, hey, you're doing something productive. I'm going to push you. Yeah, I'm going to tear it down. Yeah. 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 I'm going to, you, you've built a sandcastle there, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah. that, isn't it? <laughs> Standing yeah. on your brother's sandcastle. I'm just going to introduce my giant feet real quick. Bigger boot all of your sandcastle. Um, how how did um, AAA affect you and your relationship with music? I, I guess AAA was like my first, I guess, organisation. I'm not quite sure. It was like the label that sort of went round. If it's, it's still what you use now. It's like... For the um, no, not so much. Yeah. No, no, uh, that was just we kind of stopped that in 2015 when the funding yeah. kind of stopped for that, and it just moved okay. on to just being the studio. But yeah, that was just that 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 era between 2009 to 2015, some of that was. Mm, yeah, it's because it, I just sort of remember it as a label and a sort of group of faces and stuff. Mm, yeah. I guess I was it was I was in it as well because I, I was in like the AAA under. 19s club or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. Basically, we didn't have to pay for practice, something along those lines. Yeah. I guess that's where it affected me the most is like free practice and stuff. It was like a, it was a contender to the um, the Brindley Centre over in Runcorn, which is where me and Liam were from, uh, and all my like my school, all my friends. So it. it it gave us an excuse to come over to Witness and use that place because it wasn't like we weren't all of a sudden playing paying twelve pound every weekend to share one drum kit that four other bands want to go and share on and like it's like no we get our own room and we're sort of looked after because we're mm. young and we're part of the community and that's the way we're we're seen here. It definitely gave me like the net in that network, I guess, of like knowing people like Steve Stewart. I think Jackie. it was. I think it's as you say where it's I think it's the best version of a beginner's course if that makes sense of this is what the music industry represents and what it means if that makes sense um yeah because it gives you a bit of recording bit of practice bit of promotion bit of gigs you know what I mean yeah. nice. it's just a all in the opposite direction like usually all the people producers are trying to steal your money off your back pocket and like yeah, not get what. you any rights for your songs whereas AAA was like be an artist like we'll put you out there like it is that, isn't it? Yeah. If someone wants paying so to just to record me, like a lot of money, <laughs> that kind uh, of thing. So, what was the uh, origin of Springbok? It was so it was. I'm trying to think if we were in a band before we did this. But basically, me and like my best mate Liam from uh, secondary school, we we went through a couple of phases of doing music together, like doing really bad Slipknot covers and stuff like that, alongside while I was in Aeroplane Flies High at the time. And yeah, it's one of those things I can't really even put my finger on, like what 
where we started because we always knew each other. I think one day we, we didn't like each other when we met in school because like he was like what you'd call a child and I, I was what you'd call a mosher. Mm. Um, and we used to just be vicious at each other across the classroom until one day we realised that like, we'd make each other laugh. Um, and then like, I remember him one day, this was like right in high school, he messaged me being like, oh, I'm into rock music now, like I love Fallout Boy. <laughs> and, then, and then he just put on his own like okay. stuff like that. And he, he picked up a guitar and we always, we got together and had it took us up to a few cities. Um, he, he managed it like, um, but we've, I think since I've gone to uni, it's sort of, not that I'm at uni anymore, but it's, it sort of took on a hiatus that stayed Nice. <laughs> if that makes any sense. No, no, I know what you mean. Um, I think every time I ever hear the word hiatus, I think that's not, that's not. Yeah. Back. How important do you think it is for a band to have a good drummer? I'll use Pete Muldoon's uh, advice that he gave to me about about eight years ago at the studio, and he said, um, "A band is only as good as its drummer." And I. I see what it means from a function perspective. Like, depends if you want to like write tight music, which most people do. Um, if the drums aren't like tight within themselves, then everything else is just going to sound loose. Um, mm. I think that's just like it's kind of just how music works. It depends. It depends what it depends what the function is. You obviously just don't want any bad musician in your band. No, no, that's um, kind of a given, isn't it? But yeah, no, I just think that like. As you say, like drummers, I mean, it's very much the the um, foundation of the band, isn't it? Like if the if it's yeah. loose, then the rest of it won't. So I'm just keep keeping the tempo for everyone. Mm. Anyway, so on top I of think... that, what advice would you give to people who want to be a good drummer? Yeah, yeah, my uh, my advice for drummers, um, if you're starting out, is just always make sure you've got a kit like with you, like you, it's at your home, set up and stuff for like all, like even if you've not done that, like that you can play your drum kit like any day of the week and have it be like as convenient as picking up a guitar. Like you, most people who own guitars, like it's on your back wall that like you can just go and pick it mm. up. And that's how that's how playing your instrument should be. It should be like yeah. something you can just express like all the time. Um, and I haven't had that set up for years. Um, and when I play the drums now, I can almost feel the the lack of progress that I've made over the past few years. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm very a very serviceable drummer, is what I'll say. Like I'm, I, I can I can really play. Like I've really got some skills, and a lot of stuff's down. My basic is all down, and I've somewhat mastered the drums, like for all intents and purposes. Like I'd probably pass a grade eight, but. At the same time, I'm still missing some of these uh, really fine abilities that drummers should have. Like, like I've I've got no no sort of tact on like how I I would do a drum roll, like a classic march roll. Like, I still can't do that because I just I've never bothered to try it. My mum tried it for about twenty minutes and she she got it down and I, I and she doesn't play the drums at all. And listen to Dream Theatre if you're a drummer. Listen to Dream Theatre. <laughs> that's all. I'm probably probably more scholarly references than that, but it it opens up your brain. It's like it's proper neural pathways open up all the time if you listen to Dream Theatre and you're trying to learn drums because your brain just like what 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 is happening there? I can I can hear like four different time signatures all happening at the same time. And they're all changing, but it's just it's a uh, yeah, it loosens you up. If you can if you can play like a good a good crazy dream theater song all the way through, uh, and then you'll get onto the next one, the next one. You'll start learning loads and loads of good little tricks. 
musical tricks as well as just fancy stuff. Awesome. Uh, What is the origin of Salt the Snail? So, um, it is, it's kind of, it was kind of a little witness from Korn Supergroup that just ended up being an ordinary band. So, me and Liam from Springbok was invited to a practice with me, Christian, Mike uh, and a lad called Tim and Christian Mike and Tim had a band called Dirty Vagrants they were in Christian rings me up one day and says like our drummer's leaving and we've got these like important shows coming up like do you want to come and play for them and I was like I can't believe I've been asked like I absolutely love Dirty Vagrants so I have a bit the hand off to go and do that and then we just uh, Springbok wasn't doing an awful lot of stuff at the time um, so we decided we decided we were just going to sort of merge both bands what was left of them to try and see if we could do something new so it was like their band with a replaced drummer and then Liam brought into the fold but he wasn't playing guitar he was um, he was doing this Game Boy thing that he's done at the studio before where he's, he basically programs music into like a Game Boy I, I can't remember if he made the software or if he um, I know he's heavily into that stuff isn't he like Actually, yeah. physically making the. He's a bit. Uh, he's a bit of a wizard. I don't. I don't. It's one of those things. I can never, never be bothered to learn how to do any of that. No. But it's really, really cool. Like you should carry on doing performances with that. But yeah, it uh, it sort of didn't work out. I think me, Christian, and Mike thought uh, realized that we were the only three that really wanted to do this, like this type of music. We had a, we had a few practices in a row where it was just us three turning up, and we we all looked around the room and we were like, "This is this is it." Like if we if we're doing something new in this direction, I think it's us three. Like we're we're the ones that have got our head, heads in the game, and it's where it's we're getting somewhere and we're having fun and it's just snowballed from there yeah christian's sort of managed it because he's 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 got experience managing bands before um and his you know his personality is his a presence and stuff like that is probably dragged dragged the rest of the band through through its career but we're getting better and better we keep getting we keep like a big blob we keep absorbing new members um i think we're like we're officially like a five piece now uh, and we started out as a three piece so it's that's really yeah cool. it was a little bit of a little bit of a band that didn't happen and then into but eventually did happen yeah oh brilliant so the song that you got i'll put in here um yeah what is uh, would you like to introduce the song and um, what's it about yeah. uh, the song's called mate as in, like, when people do things like anything that's like out of line, like, okay, someone just like you hold a door door open for someone and they just like they walk through it and don't even look at you. Ah, it's okay. like, he, like, you know, that, that's the that's the use of the word anyway. But uh, okay. we've got a video, we've got a video for it that's I'm sure it was filmed over a year ago now. Liam Powell from um, at uni. Who did our Spanish announce table video? He made the video for it. That's very anti sort of social media, like or like being glued to your phone. Basically, it's a it'll sort of it'll speak for itself. It's very it's not too complicated. It sort of beats you over the head this theme, but it's um it's a really cool video that I I'm not the strategist in Salt the Snail. Mm. I just I get given a, a time and a place and I turn up and make magic but christian and uh, george really know what they're doing with like releasing stuff and when not to release so mate would have been out by now if it wasn't for covid uh, mm. and trying to avoid the, the the river of stuff that just got like put out at 
put out when the lockdown happened. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's called Mate, and it's a slow, sludgy one for Saltless Nail. How do you write songs as a band? Saltless Nails a freaky band in this regard. Um, and we all feel like the luckiest people in the world to be like this. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's one piece of advice that I do usually dish out to people because I'm not usually like walking the streets preaching to people about anything. Like I'm not, not a uh, voice of wisdom at all. But um, my biggest advice for people is to, f if you start in a band, find people who you like and like, like you're on the same wavelength with that you're creative with at the same time before yeah. you start writing music um so we just happened i think that's like that's kind of the origins of the band that's why we're a band now because with the three of us it just clicked we just worked so that's probably where the process starts because difference in the band infants we kind of just michael throw a riff out i'll throw a drum beat out and christian will probably just put some lyrics over it in about five minutes the way spanish announce table got written is it kind of just got played as you hear it now like mike just started playing that riff i started playing the drums did the bit of like an intro like this is the verse like it's coming in and then like landed and i'm pretty sure christian just like heard it a couple of times and then just started singing the entire song over it i think we think we've, we can afford not to write a big epic song that's got like a story and flow we it's like a punk a pop punk band so we don't have to rely on too much structure in our songs so we literally just throw all of that out the window and we just kind of go i've got a good riff 
we've got another good riff. All those lyrics you've put over at Christian, they're tight. Uh, yeah, that's a song. Like, put it in the mail. Kind of thing. It's just done. Our recipe is not caring. We we don't care enough. That's what makes our songs listenable. Um, so what is the formation of Infants? Infants is um, the band that got asked to join a couple of years ago when their drummer left. Um, so it's it's funny because uh, it's fun for me because like Christian and Craig are two guys that run Society of Losers, um, which is the, the label that both bands are on. But they're them two are like the two uh, what's it called, Coke Brothers or something like that. Mm. Um, it's kind of fun that they're both the front of the two bands. But um, yeah, Craig uh, I've known from Society of Losers because um, he put on the shows. He sort of built it through the stone two hands from the ground up. It's just it's Craig's kind of music. It's Craig's. Um, Smashing Pumpkins and his Nirvana mm. all coming out um, and he, he writes songs and he throws it at me and Jack and sometimes me and uh, Jack the bassist throw things at him and it eventually changes but it's opposite to Salt and Snail where like anything goes and it's hard to keep a lid on what does get written because we'll just write absolutely anything and call it a song uh is there a difference between writing for salt the smell salt the snail and um the infants yeah it's it's massively different it's kind of because salt the snail literally is just like everyone's trying to throw their ingredients in and you get like a healthy mix of something that we try and chop the end and the beginning off so that we've only got like 60 seconds worth of song and it's just like yeah that's that's what i'll do but infants is very it's a uh, very artistic like craig craig knows what he wants and stuff like that but you know he's he's open-minded enough to like i'll throw like a, a weird drum beat out and he'll be like that's that's cool that's going in the song uh, mm-hmm. same with jack yeah it's, it's a nice it's a nice little unit that i didn't i, I joined because i was like yeah you've got like shows and stuff because i know uh Ken's uh, Ken's leaving, um, and I'll I'll sort you out. And I had I kind of had the intention of like sorting them out for a bit and then leaving. And then I think it got about six months into it, and then I just realised I was having fun. It's not I would I wouldn't say fun defines it compared to Salt Snail. Salt Snail's definitely the more fun band. Hmm. It's yeah, it's just it's its own amalgam. I, I really enjoy hanging out with them. And, it, and the music's uh, it's uh, it's fulfilling to write some some like really uh, music with some emotional sort of weight to it. the one the time you played at the studio when it was you know when it was the circle and you were like in the middle do you yeah. know what I'm on about that was one of the most yeah. fun gigs we've ever had I think where it was I can just... remember stage just like I think I put my drum kit in the middle of the room Mike mm. dragged his amp as close to it as I could and Christian just ran to the opposite end of the room and climbed yeah. on a speaker. We started playing, and I remember Steve Cole just like running around, like mm. just like kind of going, "What is happening?" <laughs> like oh, it's funny. It was funny to watch to make Steve sort of squirm because he's he's all mm. about that kind of stuff. He's he's about going nuts and and yeah, doing something conventional and messing with people's expectations of what a gig is. So it was fun to it's funny to look back on that and what think going mad. Mm, definitely, yeah. yeah. So, where can people find you online? Yeah, if you if you want to find Salt the Snail online, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as like Bandcamp and Spotify. I think iTunes as well. Um, but just be aware that there's another Salt the Snail out there. Um, they're from Pittsburgh. They're evil. <laughs> um, I'm. There's, I've sounded a bit hard. The interaction we really ever had with them was them finding out we exist 
and them trying to get us to not exist anymore. Um, yeah, they said we were going to send a cease and assist some website band names, officialbandnames.com or something. I think they've got their name registered on that. Oh, wow. um, and like, like Snail, to which we're a bit like, I, I don't think you are. I think you just paid some website to tell you that you are. Yeah, so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll be on good terms with those guys. But yeah, we're not from Pittsburgh. It's the other salt, the snail. Everywhere, all social media. There was a band called Attack Attack, wasn't there? That was a very similar thing. Attack. Where there's one in Wales, I and I think there's. I, I might be making. There's one in America, one in Wales, and they had to put a explanation mark at the end of the name because the other one was saying yeah. that. Some like that. Um, we um, we actually have a band from decades ago that we'll never know called Earth to thank for the name Black Sabbath because um, I think Black Sabbath called themselves Earth when they started out and then it was just another band called Earth that were established so they were like oh well we can't use that and then then came across Black Sabbath so it doesn't always work out for the worse. I now want to start a band called The Beatles too. <laughs> The Beatles number two. Yeah, yeah, the Beatles two, the sequel. I've got, um, I've got, uh, I made a music video for Salt and Snail called Junkyard Cat that you can find on YouTube. Uh, um, made it a couple of months ago, and I just really, it's so story based. I just want to, I want the band to write a song so that I can make a video called Junkyard Cat Two. Mm. I just <laughs> really like the idea of writing a sequel to a song. You get part two, you get like something part two and part one and part two. That's yeah. fine, but when Blink you just call did that, some... didn't they? What did they call... What, what, what was that that they did? Blink have one called... Amph- uh, so at the end of... Uh, I'm gonna ne- I think it's Eminem of the State. They've got a song yeah. called Anthem. And then... Right. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, track one, is called Anthem Part 2. And those albums are back-to-back, if not any sense. I think I might be getting my... Yeah, okay. That's right. But I know they did something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you see that a lot with the part two, but I think I think a hard two like makes it feel like a movie. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, they could do like Junkyard Cat Three Part Junkyard Cat Three Back with a Vengeance or something. <laughs> Just keep yeah, going, yeah. keep making more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd love to. Probably, yeah, it'll probably end up like an actual movie one day. It'd be fun if people I'm, could I'm put getting... if people could put all the music videos together. And it be a long running story. That makes sense. Um, that, that that kind of is a thing we're going for with Salt the Snail. We don't. We're not too meticulous about how we think about things like Christian and that they manage the band. But you know, everything we do is a bit like it's a little bit ADHD. Like Christian's just coming up with stuff on the fly when we're playing live. We just throw. It's like a band that just throws everything at the wall to see what sticks. Really. Um, but we, we we are doing, if anyone's paid attention to all the videos we've made, including the ones that Liam's made for us, they've all got like little tie-ins throughout. Oh, that's um, and, uh, peop- and people haven't seen the end of The Junkyard Cat, at least. Like, it will come back just in some fun way. Uh, well, thank you for doing this, because yeah. it's been great. Um, I'll, no, I'll right, see I'm you soon. Nice to meet you. Oh, all right, yeah. Nice to meet I'll you. See you soon. Cool. I'll okay. see you soon. Bye. Take care, James. Take care. See you later.